0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal? This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful.
1: (laughs) It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host, cover everything sport international and local. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in on the Instagram live, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, if you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. Thank you very much for connecting with us today. Right, what's on the menu today? Sports seems to always divide opinion on coaches and their philosophies. Now, one of the hardest things as a coach is to block out the instant gratification the social media pressure the idea of trying to please people and to focus on your own philosophy we give an example of how a manager has just signed for the richest club in the world and how he might just surprise a few doubters that's on one of the on one of the segments on the second segment now supporting your local gym and being able to elevate people can be very very rewarding and you can kind of relate that to boxing in a way because in a way we sometimes have our own fight to fight we are giving a special shout out today to Kareen, who is here on the Instagram Live, who is fighting her first fight at the young age of 41 years old. And so we will be supporting her this weekend. Make sure you come down and show love, support. A positive comment comes a long way, folks, when we're we'll talking about how someone who can have five weeks of training can go from the couch to the ring on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. The half-time show with Omar this is the halftime show with Omar Adori. On
0: Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the pilot! What a goal! This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! Uh.
1: Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host. come everything sport, international and local. Right. Okay. So what we're talking about next is how you can support your local gym. And it becomes more than just a fight. And let's say your gym is a boxing gym. Shout out to RBO. And you have someone that's in there. You've been training pretty much side by side for a while. And this person chooses to take on a challenge, which is stepping into the ring for the first time. Fantastic. At the young age of 41. Why is that relevant right now in the health and fitness world? Because obviously the world is going through many changes. And through those many changes are challenges. And through those challenges normally are excuses. But this time, this person, shout out to Kareen, who is fighting on Friday at Fight Night at Real Boxing Only, is going to be taking on a challenge which she has set herself And with the help of a great team behind her, she's been able to reach and already win the fight. Which normally would have probably opted her out of maybe backing out of something that she's committed to. This time, she hasn't. So she's already won. And that all comes down to the fantastic team. Shout out to Lubna, Davis, Mustafa. I mean, the, the list goes on. Michelle, the list goes on. For all these people who have stood by her and helped her out through this journey. Why is this relevant here because on the show we don't just highlight international heroes we highlight local heroes and so for therefore for this time when she steps into the ring this weekend she would already accomplish quite a lot and that's why I thought it was very important to kind of tell you that sometimes you got to find your own lessons through your own challenges and that is why we have spoken about her on the show today because I've witnessed this personally. I've shared a bag with her in the boxing gym. I have trained side by side with her. This morning we trained together. There's a lot of factors that you sometimes watch people and assess and know that these are milestones in our lives. Now, some people make excuses at 15. Some people make excuses at 60. Some people make excuses at 70. But when you actually get your head down to something and you, um, you achieve it, there's a lot of self-fulfillment in there. And that's why today we are congratulating Kareen for reaching this milestone. And hopefully she will be enjoying the situation on, uh, uh, on Friday at fight night. Because there are going to be quite a few fights. I believe it's 22 fights, if I'm not mistaken, uh, at the venue. And not only that, it's the only female card. They are The only female fight on the card. Which again, as you know, I, I interviewed Kim Shannon, I interviewed Ram Ali at Real Boxing and only with Michelle. And we were saying, why aren't there more people getting involved? You know, and, and this is why I kinda of thought, Wow, okay, so now it's different when you're actually part of something rather than you know, kind of let's say reporting it from the side as we do here on radio. We normally watch, we observe, we interview and we get to we get to learn from these people. And so for me, uh, you know, trying not to be biased, I've, uh, I've witnessed this journey, and I'm very, very proud. So shout out to Kareen and all of her team, by the way, who have helped her uh, reach this milestone. And we're going to play a very, very relevant track. So Mustafa, I know you're working out normally at this time. Some Craig David featuring Sting, Rise, and Fall. Hey, listen, pff, what a track. Enjoy it, folks. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Adori.
0: Oh, he the fire. What the This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adoree on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. Uh, let's get ready to rumble.
1: We are back and we are live on Pulse95. Shout out to everyone who is tuned in. Shout out to my mom who's WhatsApping me as well right now. Mom, you know you always listen to the show. Send me a WhatsApp. (laughs) Love you. Uh, Okay, so, um, topic I want to talk about. It's very hard. Now, again, you can talk from personal experience, but these guys are on a different level. It's very hard when you are a coach and you get a huge job. I'm talking about a job for the richest team in the world, okay? So, you, you reach this level where you actually achieve. You're out for a couple of years and... Newcastle United, I'm sure Abdul Kareem will love this because it's it's his team. Newcastle United uh, obviously, you know, get taken over by the Saudis. And with that comes a lot of investment. And now it tops the the table for the richest club in the world. Now, they hire someone whose name is Eddie Howe. And Eddie Howe has been out of action for a couple of years. You might know him as he was the former uh, Bournemouth boss. And uh, he has now stumbled over this job. A lot of people have, have not, I'd say, been disrespectful and called him a stopgap for the next big manager. But saying that, what people don't know is actually he spent quite a bit of time on his coaching away from everything. But because he's not in social media, people are saying, how can he get the job? Is he the right man? He's, he, his, his style and his philosophy is different. And that got me thinking. Nowadays, there's almost two sides to the story. The one side is... Well, let's check his Instagram. And the other side is, well, what's he actually doing behind the scenes? And behind the scenes is sometimes not always pretty and not always pleasant. But for those that don't know, what Eddie Howe has been doing, he's been furthering his education. Where? He's gone to Spain. And in the the time he's been away, he's actually been learning from some of the best coaches out there. Now, for someone who's an attacking-minded coach, He's been mixing it with Diego Simeone, who is the richest, uh, well, no, the the most, the best paid coach in the world. So Diego Simeone has spent some time with Eddie Howe, who's an attacking, who's an attacking um, coach. And now he stumbles over the Newcastle job. Unfortunately, he takes over the Newcastle job while Newcastle are at the bottom. Something else I've also had to experience lately. And that's not easy because you have consistent opinions in your ear about what he should be doing and how he should be doing it without understanding that with coaching takes time and with uh, adapting to situations, personalities, characters, uh, philosophies, a style of play, it takes time to master. So with that and everything that's happening... He has now taken over this job and I really wish him well because I understand that with these situations, sometimes you're just waiting for that opportunity. But in the meantime, you can't just sit there and do anything. you got to practice. And so therefore, the practice he's been putting into place has been incredible because it has now allowed him to get this job. Now, how long he will be at Newcastle, we don't know yet, especially that right now they're surviving the Premier League rather than being in the Champions League, which is obviously what the end goal is by Amanda Stavely and co. And through that, they want to finish as champions of the league and they want to be in the Champions League. So in order to do that, they have to survive first and identify what approach they're going to be using moving forward. So that's already something. Morad is asking, why not Zidane? I don't think Zidane um, would suit Newcastle at the, at the moment now because right now they have to survive. They need someone who probably won't take as much time to adapt. There's a new bunch of players that's going to come through and so therefore Zidane will be kind of tricky to have on board because he hasn't always been a fan of the Premier League as much as Spain and Italy where he's played in both for Real Madrid and Juventus and Zidane's just a legend. So so I don't think Zidane will be, will be taking over Newcastle. Aston Villa, you ask as well, even for Aston Villa, he's being uh, overlooked. And I think the reason why, Murad, uh, he's saying I'm surprised why Frank Lampard was overlooked. I think the reason why is these these clubs and the businesses are now investing a lot of money and there's no time. You see, you see like, even with Nuno uh, Santo, I mean, I'm not really, a, well, actually, I can't stand Tottenham, but felt really sorry for him, he didn't really get an opportunity, and you see his successor now, normally on Thursday and Friday, the players will spend time in the pool, they'll wind down, they'll do things that will be almost like your active recovery, more tactical session. He has now changed that into um, pitch sessions, which means it's quite physically demanding. He's also stopped them from having things like ketchup and mayonnaise in their food, Taken out desserts and has gone public in saying that they're overweight and need to lose weight. So the ruthlessness from Antonio Conte is already starting to show in the approach he's adapting, and that's why he is the most sought-out manager out there at the moment. So when you take all these things in perspective, who would want to be a coach? The amount of pressure that's on you, the amount of opinions that is out there is is mind-boggling. So all these factors now are turning down to who's going to take the Aston Villa job because obviously Eddie Howe has taken Newcastle. I've heard Steven Gerrard is touted to take it. Maybe Frank Lampard. But I think Steven Gerrard is the main person now. And Aston Villa, I've actually asked Rangers to have permission to speak to him to bring him over to the Premier League. That could make sense. He's a brilliant, he's actually a, a brilliant coach and has done well at Rangers. But we're going to find out what's happening with that okay we're going to take a, a quick break we're kind of in that mood today so uh, Mustafa I'm going to play Blessings Remix by Angel and French Montana enjoy your workout bro and here's another tune everyone have good blessings here we go this is,
0: this is the, the halftime show with Omar Maduri oh on, 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 on. oh he left. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike, oh better than nice, wonderful. It's time!
1: It sure is that time, it's the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host coming Everything Sport International. By the way, thank you very much for the questions during the break, man. Guys, really, really, you know, threw in some some nice questions in there. We didn't share them on air because <laughs> we had a break in music, but really enjoyed that. Well done, Abdullah, and well done, uh, Imruni as well for for some of those really, really cool questions you were asking. Um, okay, so this in, in cricket there seems to be this huge. I'd say racism scandal at the moment. And it's caused uh, BBC to drop Michael Vaughan from, from Radio Show amid allegations in Yorkshire racism scandal. It's a very sensitive time right now in sport. And there's a lot of things happening with culture, with gender. You know, it, there is a, there's a lot of things right now. And, and you've got to be very careful when you're working in the media, even for myself. And you know, when you're working um on tv and you're doing the analysis and you know the bbc to drop michael Va- like vaughn from from his radio show on five live is a huge huge deal uh, Vaughan vaughn revealed in the daily telegraph on friday that he had been accused by his former yorkshire teammate azim rafiq of making a racist comment towards a group of asian players uh allegedly saying too many of you lot we need to do something about it now, whether this is tongue in cheek and whether this is something that you know, uh, it's—I don't even want to say it's banter because I've been involved in in um, in in similar situations where I've been on the receiving end as a player, a lot younger when things weren't magnified and there wasn't social media. Uh, but I'll tell you a, a quick story. I was um, I was training with. Uh, with, with the Arsenal, Arsenal School and uh, we were in Southampton in Sparshall College and the coach at the time you know, when we pray you give your back to the sea and so I didn't know my family told me that whenever you're not sure that's how you pray so I went and asked the coach and some of the players had, had overheard that and uh and it was and it was they made fun out of me basically and uh there was a few racist comments made towards me and and if i let's say kicked the ball to a certain direction in one of the practices they said oh you're kicking it towards prayer or just something silly along those lines now we're in a different time right now but at that time it was acceptable and it was acceptable because people wouldn't talk about it and people wouldn't highlight it and it became almost like um like a joke like the laughing stock of maybe the couple of days that passed. And obviously, what we're taught to do is just man up and and ignore it and just be the bigger person. But the problem is that's not right regardless. And for those people that allowed it to happen, it was tricky. So for this to really get out regarding Michael Vaughan and and people are talking about it, you know, everywhere, everywhere. It's, uh, It's really put things in perspective and it's also allowed... Uh, you know others to be careful on how they manage. You know whether it's banter or not. For you to be removed off radio, for you to be removed off TV or a podcast, that's a big deal. And now, you know, for his teammate to come out and talk about him and say, you know, that's not right. It it almost tarnishes his his reputation. Uh, people will develop their own opinions of the situation, and people will end up speaking about it um one tweet excuse me one tweet out there could could go viral and everyone now you know for that person that has a family whew, you, you wouldn't want to be in that environment where you know people approach you it's not right i don't i don't agree with it but when you start to be classified or allegedly classified as a racist or things like that it puts you in a different ball game and so with this situation i'll be interested to see cricket fans what you think text me on 4215 Salat Ordu, or start up into my dms at omar durian and, and let me know has this been blown out of proportion has is it a comment that no i don't want to say it should be it should be let go of but is it a comment that has been taken the wrong way or should these things be nailed quite hard so that other people don't do them or don't repeat the same mistakes? Let me know. 4215 at Salat Urdu or start up into my DMs at Omar Duri. By the way, we're taking another break. If you've got those questions, ask them through because we've got our final segment coming up after the break and that's where I'll answer your questions for the day regarding the topics we mentioned. This is The Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. on, oh, oh, oh. 95. Ninety-five.
0: Ninety-five. Oh, he loves the fire and What a goal This is the Halftime Show With Omar Adori On Pulse95 Nice strike Oh, better than nice
1: Wonderful the It sure is that time It's the Halftime Show With Omar Adouri I'm your host of everything sport International and local Adige, I'm not sure If you're still there uh, still on the Instagram live, but this is going to turn out to be a Manchester United segment because we've got United fans. Uh, actually, Imran's a Barcelona fan, but he, he, he's asking some good questions about Manchester United. So this is normally the segment that I dedicate to the listeners and the followers that normally uh, tune into the show. So the first question Imran asked is, how long do you think Oli will last in Man United? And do you think Ronaldo has become a problem for their style of play? So I think... Let's let's dissect that question. Firstly, what is their style of play? Is it attacking? Is it uh, defensive? Is it counter-attacking? Is it a back three? Is it a back four? I think that's the first thing I would say about that. I don't normally like to discuss managers losing their jobs. I think Manchester United have come out and said that they're going to stick by him. So I think think right now they're they're sticking by him. The other thing is who's going to replace him? Antonio Conte, they've missed out on, but apparently he was never uh, on their list to to be recruited as a Manchester United manager because his demands were too high. So we know that. So United fans, don't be discouraged that you've missed out on Conte because you were never in for him anyway. The second part of that is if he doesn't do well... In December. Now let's let's forget November for now because we've got ten days till the international break. If he doesn't do well in December, then what's going to happen is the fans are going to put a lot of pressure and it's it, it can be a toxic environment. So I think that I would probably say if they're gonna get rid of him, they'll get rid of him end of December, just before January, because they will need, you know, the the bounce back from what they've been going through but again saying that Oli has come out in big games and done okay maybe not against Liverpool United but normally when his job's on the line he does step forward so I hope that's answered your question um, okay please <laughs> uh, thoughts on Fred and Van der Beek as well <laughs> okay uh, again the problem again with the, with Let's say the Manchester United mentality is everyone is blaming people and no one is taking the accountability and the, the weight of people's shoulders. This is, this is my problem with Manchester United. Uh, Fred and McTominay have been blamed for everything for, for as long as I know and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, obviously. I don't think that's the issue. McTominay, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, has to play you got to find a solution to get him in the team because his character and personality is required in that group of players to be able to bring things together and not be complacent. If the defensive line is not working, McTominay can play in a back three as the third centre-back because he's got the mentality of a midfielder and the capabilities of a defender. Why they haven't done that, I don't know. He's done it for Scotland, so that would be the first thing. Especially with Maguire being out of form, can you drop him? He hasn't been good this season. Will he have the character to drop someone like Maguire? If not, why not put McTominay in the back three and now allow space for Donny van der Beek to be in the midfield with two fullbacks in Shaw and Wan-Bissaka playing in a 3-4-3. That might work and offer the protection that is required for um, the defensive line to be a back five when they're being attacked and to uh, be a back three when they're actually uh, on the offensive. So that's regarding that question. Uh, God, we've got quite a few questions you have got quite a few United fans uh, Ronaldo, is Ronaldo a problem? I, I don't believe Ronaldo is a problem I think he saved them a lot but United knew what they were getting when they got him so therefore as I've alluded to this situation before when you bring one of the best players in the world to your club you have to end up having a few water carriers in the team who are hardworking. you look at players like Declan Rice who's unbelievable the engine that he has him in the team your kantes uh, even the, the intelligence of jorginho those are players you have to have at least one of them in the team i don't think it's fair to say oh uh, well fred's been useless but fred isn't that type of player so you can't expect him to do what that type of player is doing so over overall, that mentality that we have, you know, you have to expect certain things. Is, in my opinion, not fair on those players. What are those players doing? What about the the? You know, is Bruno working hard enough? Is Pogba working hard enough? Uh, is is um. Is, why isn't Jaden Sancho playing? Why does Greenwood have two good games and then get rotated when he's, when he's a young boy? These are kind of the factors where decisions have to be done. Uh, Florence saying Ronaldo needs to come off the bench and play 30 minutes. Can you imagine the uproar if Solskjaer benches Ronaldo? I, honestly, he's already getting enough. Cavani needs to start. I agree. But does, can he play every game? I don't think so. Um, Harry Maguire should not be captain. Harry Maguire is awful... <laughs> All these comments. Is De Gea out of form or is the defensive problem? Honestly, De Gea saved them a lot. Um, I think the defense is at its worst. Okay, this is going to be... We're going to have a whole show on this. I'm going to have to wrap this up. But what I will say, just eluding your point, Khalid... I don't think that the the, the, the back line the defence is, is necessarily a problem I think the whole unit as a team defensively is the problem I think you have to defend from the front and attack from the back and we've heard that analogy many many times you've seen you know coaches like Conte uh, you know Coaches like Diego Simeone really emphasize how important defense is. If the closest person to the ball is not pressing or is not holding their shape, then therefore that is the first person responsible for the defensive line. So there is in itself an issue which I'm sure, I'm sure Manchester United have the coaches to be able to say something and do something. You know, Mike Phelan has been there for, for God knows how long. He's been with some of the best managers in the world, including sorry Alex Ferguson so so those are things um Jaden Sancho is awful Florin is saying I, again it's it's unfair to say he's awful because he, he hasn't got a run in the games in the Bundesliga it might be a different league but the things that he was doing there the confidence which is a confidence player requires a certain level and a certain consistency in him being able to perform and he hasn't had the opportunity to do so in my opinion it's just my opinion Greenwood's on one side Sancho's on the other side and you've got Bruno behind them period that you have to keep that same you know that same uh, almost like the mighty ducks that same formation going forward if you want to play cristiano ronaldo and cavani one of the two then that's fine but don't expect people to 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 perform a certain way when you don't have the players to do so and that's where i stand with that united don't defend together okay <laughs> this is we're gonna have a whole segment on Manchester. United. i hope i answered your questions guys sorry i went on about Manchester united for those that don't like football but just in order to, to respond back to those people that, that do tune in, I always like to, to answer that question. So, yes, uh, thank you very much. That is full time on the Halftime Show. Uh, wow, you guys got me working. I'm sweating. <laughs> Remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4, UAE time. uh, And check out all the podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the YouTube episodes are on Pulse95 Radio on the YouTube channel. Shout out to everyone. Have a fantastic day. Coming up next is Mikhail Atiyah and Aishan Mazni on the Afternoon Karak. Stay blessed, people. I'm out. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 3
0: p.m.